Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. We play games without the fans? Yeah. No, it's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's who I play for. If I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. So they can do what they want to do. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We have all your action covered from a wild weekend in the NBA. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Big Waz, as always, with Rob Lopez mutually agreeing to produce this show. So coming up on today's program, Kenny Atkinson mutually agrees to get canned. Waz checks in from Staples and I check in from the Garden. But first, the Battle of Los Angeles rages on. The Lakers, they beat the Clippers 112 to 103. LeBron James makes a late run at MVP, and it is getting real here. They come off a huge win over Giannis and the Bucks at home Friday night, uh, and they are now 20-2 versus the West on the road with their fourth win in a row and their 11th win in their last 12 games, and they're still number one in the West and number one in Waz's heart. Waz, what did you see at this game? Uh, first of all, I, I was the first thing I noticed is LeBron was attacking. He seemed quick. He seemed, like, really confident when he was going downhill. So, you know, you saw he got a couple of and-one drives against Kawhi, against Morris, against Trez. Um, and what he and most of the time, what he wanted to do was kick out to wide-open shooters. He was collapsing the defense. Everybody's getting drawn into the paint, and it's LeBron, so he's kicking out to the open guy on target for quick hitters the entire game. And I think that was... The major difference, in my opinion, it was LeBron was attacking the rim and he was doing it the entire game and he was doing it no matter who was on him. I think that, you know, if we're going to spin this forward towards the conference finals and the playoffs, I think that's what you're going to have to watch for. LeBron's going to have to be an incredible offensive player, like scoring threat for them to make it to the NBA finals this year. And he shot seven for 27 from the field, still ends up with 28 points, nine assists, seven rebounds, 12 for 14 from the line. AD right next to him with 30 points on 11 for 19 shooting. You know, what's funny is I have a friend who's a Pistons fan, and he texts me during the game, and he tells me, oh, so this is what Avery Bradley was supposed to look like. Because Avery Bradley, (laughs) he had 24 points, six threes. It was like a throwback 2015 with the Celtics Avery Bradley performance. Yeah, and look, you can't expect, obviously, you can't expect Avery Bradley to play like this every game. I mean, he's Avery Bradley. But most of those looks were in rhythm and they were clean looks. Like, these are the shots that he's going to get. These are the shots that, you know, the Lakers are going to have to subsist on if they're going to be a team that takes it all the way into a deep playoff run. And today, he just happened to be that guy. But if it's not him, it's got to be KCP. It's got to be Kuzma, who's, who missed a few open shots today. Um, I think this is... Over four from deep. Yeah, and and they were good, clean looks. You know, I think this is this is this is how this is what separates championship teams, right? It's generally on the margins. We kind of know what Kawhi is going to do. We know what Paul George is. Well, kind of know what Paul George is going to do. We know <laughs> what LeBron and AD are going to do, right? It's these other guys, the Pat Beverleys, the you know the Jermichael Greens, the the Lou Williams, even that you got to sit. Those are the performances that are going to have to step up game by game, um, going forward. And, you know, the guys you just mentioned, Paul George, 
31 points, 9 for 16 shooting, 3 for 7 from deep. He was the best player on the court for three quarters. For sure. And he, he hit all but one of his 11 free throw attempts. I mean, he was he was dominating most of this game. And then Kawhi, solid, not super assertive, but, you know, 9 for 18 from the field, 27 points for him. Uh, he missed a lot of threes, obviously, which, you know, I, I think on a good Kawhi night, he goes 5 for 9. Sure. That, you know, this really changes the story for sure. And then Montrez, 20 points and 8 rebounds. was still a force. Uh, but you're right. There wasn't really anyone else that really stood out around the edges for this Clippers team. And this Clippers team, their whole thing is they're trying to figure out what are the right pieces to put around them when they're trying to close these games out to maximize their capability and to, of course, not get destroyed on the interior. It seems like they think they have something with Zubats against Anthony Davis. That'll be the really interesting thing to see. Yeah, I think Subach and AD is fine until LeBron starts picking, rolling you to death and forcing that guy to play in space. Uh, you didn't have he didn't have to do most of that today. Um, what you said about them trying to figure out their rotation, so many injuries throughout the season, right? They finally got their full squad, hashtag full squad. Um, they finally got their full <laughs> team, you know, and I think you saw what you saw in the fourth quarter was a byproduct of that, right? Like Paul George is killing people the entire game. Every Laker defender, I don't care if it was AD, LeBron, Morris, whoever they put on him, he cooked. And he could only manage to get one shot the entire fourth quarter. I think a team that's more gelling, that more has an idea of what they want to get into and how they want to get into it, figures out a way to get Paul George more shots in the fourth quarter. But that's going to come with time. If I'm the Clippers, I wouldn't be too worried. Again, they already beat the Lakers twice. Um, but it was a strong, strong, strong showing by the Lakers. And if you were one of those people that thought the Clippers were going to walk into the NBA Finals, today was a reminder that that's probably not going to be the case. Listen, guys, delivery is more than just pizza in 2020. With the selection of your favorite flavors from across the globe, you can order world cuisine from the comfort of your living room with DoorDash. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can order from your favorite local go-tos, or you could just choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the code DING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and you enter that code D-I-N-G, DING. Don't forget, that's code DING for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Let's head over to my neck of the woods. Just got back from this one. The Celtics, they fall to the Thunder 105 to 104 at the Garden. Shea Gilgis Alexander was out for the Thunder in this one, while Jalen Brown was out for the Celtics with a hamstring injury. This is another big comeback for OKC. They trailed by 18 at one point in the first half. They really wore it back late in the second quarter to make things closer. And then they came back again in the fourth quarter. Third straight win for them. They are up to the fifth seed in. In the Western Conference and Chris Paul he's getting it done he had 28 points seven assists and six rebounds including two massive defensive plays at the end of the game to first uh, help Dennis Schroeder get a steal from Kemba Walker in the pack court with the trap with a few seconds left and then guarding Jason Tatum on a turnaround fadeaway jumper at the uh, as the clock was expiring to uh, that would have been the game winner if Tatum had hit it uh, but CP3 actually said after the game that he wanted that he wanted that matchup with Tatum uh, after they had worked out 
during the summer out in LA, got to know his game pretty well, did a very nice job on defending that Tatum shot, read it really perfectly. Uh, But this was just kind of an all around tour de force performance by CP3. Yeah, he had the jumper working, getting to his mid range spots and the announcers commented, they were like, it's almost as if it's a layup. If he's taking a jumper, whether it's contested or not from 10 to nine, 10 to 12 feet out, um, that thing is damn near automatic, and it was just working tonight. He had a couple of impressive, you know, one-on-one dribble-dribble crossover against Tice this game. Um, and, you know, he just was incredible, and that's not even to speak of what he's doing on the defensive end, where he's guarding the Celtics' single most dangerous offensive weapon on the most important possession of the game, giving up about five inches in height and forcing, quite frankly, a tough fadeaway 18 footer um you can't you can't really ask for a better outcome in that situation um Chris Paul has just been incredible and I do want to say I know Nick Nurse has basically got coach of the year sewn up but Billy Donovan in the first year that he's ever been allowed to coach an NBA team has been (laughs) doing his thing man and I think we got to give it up to him Jared and they I mean we thought they could be potentially a playoff team or at least on the fringe, they're like, they could have legitimate run at like the four seed or the three seed, even if they really, really continue this path that they're on. They, um, they, you know, something that producer Rob was talking about before we went on air here is he's gotten Dennis Schroeder to buy in and show effort on defense. And the Chris Paul effect is really rubbing off in a positive way on everybody around the roster in Oklahoma. Yeah, all the things that we kind of thought we knew about Schroeder in the past, that he was kind of this arrogant, hard-headed kind of guy who did who moved to the beat of his own drum, you would think he would clash heads with Chris Paul the way, quite frankly, a lot of his teammates in the past have, right? But he's taken to this, this role that he has with this team. Um, crazy that they're doing this without Gilchrist Alexander because that three-man lineup... With him, with with Schroeder, Shea, and Chris Paul has been incredible all season. Uh, and he's just, you know, he just flat out got it done, man. Um, it's, it's really cool to see. And those deep threes, where did that come from, Jared? <laughs> oh, yeah, that that was the one I really couldn't believe. But quickly, before we run out, run out of time here, the Celtics, they have lost four straight at home, uh, three of the top teams in the Western Conference, and then giving up 51 points to Karis LeVert in one of the biggest comebacks we've ever seen. Uh, are the Celtics in serious trouble here? No, it's just one of those regular season malaise. Like, you know, um, they should have won this game. I wouldn't be too worried, man. The schedule will balance itself out. Uh, they just got to make sure that they're healthy going into the postseason so that they can be their best, their best selves. I wouldn't be too crazy. Obviously, you know, you couldn't expect Tatum to just play at like, you know, basically Larry Bird levels for the entire rest of the season. It was the best stretch of his professional career. And he's a young guy, right? Like there's going to be these ups and downs. But if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm not too worried. I'm more concerned about health, making sure Walker's ready for the postseason. Um, and making sure you got all your guys when it comes springtime. Well, Tatum, he had 19 points on 8 for 22 shooting. Marcus Smart had a pretty solid game, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, and then Gordon Hayward, he had 24 points, 5 boards, and 4 assists. Coming back after missing a couple games, Kemba Walker, Pretty pedestrian, 14 points, 6 boards, 5 assists, as he works his way back from a long layoff from a knee injury. Let's go to some news. Kenny Atkinson is not coach of the Nets anymore, and a lot of people are scratching their heads. Jacques Vaughn is named the interim coach. They allegedly agreed to mutually part ways. We've heard a lot of uh, interesting <laughs> reports. You know, usually yeah. when you hear mutually agrees to part ways, that means fired. Um, but we've heard some reports that 
potentially Atkinson wanted to get out early so that he had time to be able to get ahead of the coaching market, you know, where he could go maybe to the Knicks or you know, wherever else. Uh, but I don't get him getting fired this early, all the way in early March. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. It's so bizarre. Uh, Sean Mark said that they wanted to give Jacques Vaughn a chance. And there is no way in hell they are hiring Jacques Vaughn to take over the coaching role. And let me be clear. I'm saying coaching with a K, not with a C in this instance. (laughs) Listen, um, you know, Zach Lowe and Arnavitz did a did a podcast yesterday where they talked about the DeAndre thing being an issue. And, you know, guys got to understand that it's not just merely about DeAndre not starting, right? It's the idea that KD and Kyrie are the guys over there. They are the most important people in that organization. And DeAndre Jordan is their buddy. And so it becomes... It's not just about the playing time of the rotation. It's like, you're not doing what we want you to do. And maybe you're not going to be willing to play ball. And we don't need that. We didn't come here for that. And ownership basically goes, look, coaches are more expendable here than superstar players. And look, man, if and, and the news coming out basically is like, it's not like Kyrie and KD or DeAndre specifically went upstairs to the front office and said, get this guy out of here. But... It's not like they were like, no, we would like for him to stay either. Take on it, especially since we know that you're really close to Kyrie and Yeah, I'm close to Kyrie, but, you know, Wilson's a new player. Garrett, Garrett Temple's a new player, you know, so. None of them guys are the same type of league, though. You know that. We're all new players. So if you go say new players, put it on all eight of the new players. Okay, so then there's been some... Like- but I think, it's, I think whatever you're saying and whatever the reports are, so... It's one of those things where if KD and Kyrie want that guy there, he's still coaching that team. I wonder if they went to Sean Marks and said, do you ever get the itch to coach? <laughs> that's a deep, that's that's a deep a call back. That's a deep there. cut. That's, that's a deep cut. Uh, speaking of deep cuts, Giannis does not need any surgery. His uh, his knee injury is not so bad uh, he suffered where he hyper bent, I guess, the knee. I don't even know what the term is for that, but he bent his knee too hard against the Lakers when he fell. And he's going to be out the next two games. That's a back to back Sunday against Phoenix and then Monday night to play Denver. Uh, but he did have an MRI that revealed that it's just a left knee sprain. Um, Mike Budenholzer said the way they described it to me is we'll see how the next few days go and kind of evaluate him and see where he is then portland trailblazers guard cj mccollum and sacramento kings forward slash center alex len have been fined for their roles in an on-court incident the league announced sunday mccollum was fined 20k for shoving len and then attempting to escalate the altercation len was just fined 15k uh they really went at it there was for a second i thought that was going to get pretty ugly but uh arizona wildcats coach sean miller confirmed that nico Mannion will be declaring for the 2020 draft he is projected to go into the lottery he's a really fun player to watch so definitely catch some youtube clips of him uh kevon looney is going to be out the next three weeks as he continues to recover from a left hip injury for the warriors i didn't even know he was playing this year uh the pacers announced malcolm brogdon will be monitored on a week-to-week basis after being diagnosed with a torn quadriceps which is very disappointing uh according to our own josh robbins orlando magic coach steve clifford was released by doctors from a minneapolis minneapolis hospital early saturday morning after tests confirmed he had suffered from dehydration Uh, according to team officials clifford left the bench in the third quarter on friday night and said he felt ill 
jail and there was obviously concern about a cardiac event, but thankfully he seems to be doing all right. Let's get to the rest of the games from a busy Sunday in the association. The Heat, they beat the Wizards 100-89 to on their home floor. Jimmy Butler, he left this game with a toe injury, uh, and he only had nine points. Jay Crowder ends up in the concussion protocol. Let me remind you, they did win this game. Uh, Ish Smith and Jerome Robinson were out for the Wizards, which explains the only reason why the Heat could win this game. Uh, but the Heat, they finally snapped their four-game road losing streak, and Bam Adebayo came through huge. He had 27 points. 14 rebounds, six assists, uh, but also five turnovers. Duncan Robinson had 23 points and seven rebounds. Shabazz Napier had 27 points and seven assists. And then on the other side, Bradley Beal has 23 points and six times, but that ends his streak of 21 straight games in a row, scoring 25. And I mean, it seems like he scores 30 plus every night. He had to shoot 0 for 9 in the fourth quarter to fa- to finish just two points shy of that streak going. Uh, Davis Bertans, 25 points on 8 for 15 shooting. The Heat are now the fourth seed in the East. The Wizards are now five and a half games behind Orlando for eighth place. It looks like that's not going to be happening. Uh, the Pacers, they beat the Mavs 112 to 1. 109 Luka Doncic he had a contested three at the end there that he came just short on and he ended up finishing with 36 points 10 rebounds and eight assists Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was out as we mentioned earlier Uh, Domas Sabonis he had 20 points and 17 boards and six dimes in this game continues to have a great season Victor Oladipo 16 points and seven dimes TJ uh, Warren, 16 points, eight rebounds, and one uh, one knee to the face of Luka Doncic. Uh, on the other side, Tim Hardaway Jr., the throw-in in the Christoph Porzingis trade, had 30 points and four rebounds. The Indy uh, Pacers are the five seed in the East. The Mavs are now the seven seed in the West. Was is there anybody on this team, or I guess between these two teams, are there either of them that you see having a chance to win a game or I guess win a series in the first round? No, because I think the Mavs, right? I think the Pacers, absolutely. Uh, if they draw Boston or Toronto, I don't see why they couldn't pick one of those guys off, right? Um, anybody but Milwaukee, I would give them a puncher's chance of actually winning that series with getting a couple of breaks and, you know, injuries or whatever. Dallas, no. If if they play the Clippers in the first round, they're going to get mauled. That's not, that's just not even a question. Um, I think the interesting thing about Dallas, Jared, is that they've got one of the, a historic offense, right? I think they're still setting the record for greatest offensive efficiency rating in the history of the league, um, if not yes, really sir. close to that. Um, and yeah, they got and, it. And in crunch time, they have one of the league's worst crunch time offenses, right? I know that crunch time offense sort of waxes and wanes from year to year, but it's it's strange that a team this good at scoring is so bad, not even mediocre. They're just putrid in crunch time. I wonder what, what's going on there. Rockets, they were in Houston, and they lost the Magic 126-106. to 106. The Rockets have lost four in a row after winning six straight, which is really shocking for me personally because I watched them beat the team that I covered twice, and they looked like, you know, 
potential NBA champions of both of those games. But then they go face Orlando at home without Eric Gordon. They fall apart. The Magic, they led by 30 in the third quarter at one point. Orlando out-rebounded Houston dramatically. There was nobody that really stood out except for DJ Augustine. He had 24 points off the bench. Markel Fultz had 18 points and 5 assists. Aaron Gordon, 19 points and 10 rebounds. And then on the other side, James Harden, only 23 points, which is low for him. 7 rebounds and 6 assists. Russell Westbrook, he had 24 points and eight boards, but also eight turnovers. Not pretty. But shout out to Jeff Green having one of the most interesting uh, storylines of the season where he comes to Houston late in the year on a 10 day and he's shooting lights out from deep. He had 18 points off the bench on eight for eight shooting from the field. That is an incredible feel good story for a guy that's continuing to linger in the league, even though he's no longer a focal point uh, the Nets. They beat the Bulls 110 to 107 in. Brooklyn no Zach Levine for uh, with the quad injury this was the Jacques Vaughn debut and you'll never guess who started in this game DeAndre Jordan he's a starter he has 11 points 15 boards four assists which is a real surpriser uh three blocks in 29 minutes and then Jared Allen, he came off the bench and had 11 points, six boards and a block. Uh, Spence had 24 and six. Karis LeVert, 23 points, six boards, five assists. Joe Harris, 23 points, very well-rounded attack. And then for Chicago, the bench guys came through again. Kobe White with 21 and Otto Porter Jr. with 23. Good to see uh, Otto Porter back out there. Uh, the Knicks, they won a basketball game against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, in our notes, it says yuck with... 18 K's because this game was gross. They win in Madison Square Garden, uh, getting the Pistons on the second night of a back to back. Uh, the Pistons, they've lost four straight and 11 of their last 12. They only had 13 points in the fourth quarter. Julius Randle, he had 22 points and 12 boards, 14 and 11 for Mitchell Robinson. On the other side for the Pistons, Christian Wood continues to have a strong year, 22 points and eight rebounds. And Bruce Brown, another 20 point night for him, 26 points in this one. Pelicans beat the Wolves 120 to 107 in Minnesota. Drew Holiday ain't no scrubby at 37 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. That's a season high for him on the point socket there. Zion obviously had 23 points because it's Zion and it's a basketball game. He had seven rebounds as well. Lonzo Ball, he had 18 points, eight dimes, five rebounds, and seven turnovers, just short of a quadruple double there. Brandon Ingram had 15 points. Malik Beasley, 29 points and nine boards. D'Angelo Russell, the future, the savior, had 19 points, six rebounds, and five dimes. And James Johnson karate chopped 15 points out of this one coming off of the bench. The Pelicans passed Portland for 10th place in the Western Conference, and they are now within four games of that eight seed. But Memphis is not falling apart anymore, so it's going to be really interesting to see if they can catch up. Going now over to Phoenix, the Suns, they beat a Giannis-less Bucks 140 to 131. It was still a race to the end. The Suns, they had a 47-point first quarter. That's the reason why they won this game. Devin Booker, he had 36 points in eight dimes. Ricky Rubio, 25 points, 13 rebounds, 13 assists, and three steals. He is the first Suns player with at least a 12-12-12 triple-double since Steven Nash 
himself in 2005. Aaron Baines, the late MVP dark horse, has 24 points and seven rebounds. And uh, Mikhail Bridges, he had 21 points and 10 rebounds. Chris Middleton, what happens when Giannis isn't out there? Well, he scores 39 points and he continues to prove that he is an all NBA player this year. Eric Bledsoe, 28 points and seven dimes. Brookie Lopes had 18 points and White Dante, as Tony Jones called him the other night, which I love that nickname. Dante DiVincenzo had 16 points, seven rebounds and four assists. The Cavs, they went to overtime against the Spurs. Normally, an overtime game would lead the show, but it's the Cavs and the Spurs. It's in Cleveland, and LaMarcus Aldridge wasn't even playing, so it's at the bottom of this section. But uh, Andre Drummond, he had 28 and 17, his first game back after missing three straight. Colin Sexton had 26 points. Shetty Osman, 19 for Cleveland. Kevin Love, 14 and 18. And Larry Nance had 19 and 10 off of the bench. Uh, for the Spurs, they were propelled by by DeMar DeRozan's 25 points and eight rebounds. Bryn Forbes and Rudy Gay both had 19, and Derek White and DeJounte Murray both had 17. Six steals for DeJounte Murray continues to be a defensive menace. The last game from Sunday, Raptors, Kings, 118 to 113. The Raptors win this one in Sacramento. Marcus Gasol, he comes back. He plays 16 minutes, shoots one for five from the field. His lone bucket was a three-pointer. But Kyle Lowry and Norm Powell, 30 and 31 points, respectively, between the three, uh, two of those guys. Pascal Siakam had 23 points, and he scored 11 in the final 230 of this game. Darren Fox had 28 points and four assists. Alex Len, he came off the bench with 15 and seven. He's a uh, 15K lighter, I think. And Ken Baseball, he had 15 points and six rebounds. But Buddy Heald, not coming in, at the end of the game, when they needed three points, was we heard the tape of you screaming at Luke Walton from the stands <laughs> in this one. Score 29 points, and if he makes one, the game's over. It's been a heck of a game for the uh, Sacramento Kings. Bielitsa, as we said, we know we can make those shots. He has. But that just. Uh, but, I mean, what do you what do you think of this? This is crazy, right? I, I, I just can't understand how the, you need three points and the three-point contest winner is on your bench and you leave them there. It's just strange. I don't know if this is part of some bigger point that Luke Walton is trying to prove. I just know that it was just a strange decision and it seemed weird watching it in real time. It's like, where's Buddy Heald? He's your best three-point shooter. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. I, I do want to say, though, the Raptors down the stretch of this game, I hate cliches like championship heart and metal and moxie and all of that other type of stuff. But this team actually has that. They're never rushed. They're never in a hurry. They're poised. Um, that play coming out of the timeout that ultimately ended up being the, play, the, the score that put them up permanently, Nick Nurse drew up a, a screen between Lowry and Siakam so that he could draw the matchup that he needed. They sat on his patented spin move, and he just went straight up with the left and knocked it down. It was calm. It was under control. And, you know, it, it's just incredible to watch this team lose finals MVP and one of their best rotational players in Danny Green and just keep on rolling this way, man. I mean, hey, Spicy P brings what he brought at the end of that game. He brings that in the playoffs. This team has a real chance of winning the title again, which would make Nick Nurse the greatest coach of all time. But let's make sure nobody heard me say that. So let's get to the line of the weekend. LeBron James had 37 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists Friday in a win over Milwaukee. Uh, 37 points, nine boards, and eight assists last night for Drew Holiday in a win over Minnesota. Chris Middleton at 39 in a loss of Phoenix. 
Devin Booker, 36, Luka Doncic, 36, and wins Sunday. Aaron Baines, though, I think you would agree. That's the line of the weekends. 37 points and 16 rebounds <laughs> and a win Friday against Portland. Aaron Baines is just the most unlikely player that I've ever seen. Speaking of cliches, man, but in year 17 at 35 years old, it's incredible what LeBron is doing out there. And to blast you over the head with another cliche, Jared, appreciate LeBron James while he's here, all right? 37 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists against the Bucks. That was Friday. And then today, in a game that he completely controlled, right? 27, 28 points on 17 shooting attempts, um, 9 assists, only 2 turnovers. He had 2 blocks. Uh, he was just incredible. He controlled every single aspect of this game while he was on the floor. And, you know, this is literally the greatest weekend of his Laker career. Uh, they go out, they beat the two top teams in the league. Everybody would agree that's the class of the league in Milwaukee and the Los Angeles Clippers. And they had solid victories over both teams in one weekend. Um, after having lost the previous game to Milwaukee pretty badly and having lost to the Clippers twice already this season, I got to go with LeBron James. Okay, so really quickly in 10 seconds, is the MVP race still on between LeBron and Giannis? It's not still on, but I think LeBron is like, you ain't getting no unanimous MVP this year, young fella. I like that. I like that. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, a quick unsanctioned plug time for me. Uh, we have a new show on the Athletic Podcast Network. It's called The Grant and Taco Show. It's hosted by yours truly. It's Grant Williams and Taco Fall of the Celtics talking. or really just me listening to them talking while I breathe into the microphone. It's uh, we have a few special episodes running on the Anything is Potable feed. You should watch. You should listen to that show, too, if you like Celtics coverage. Uh, but this show is going to be amazing. You are going to love it, no matter whether you're a Celtics fan or an NBA fan or if you hate basketball. These guys are so compelling as people. I don't care how much you hate basketball. You will love this show. So please give it a listen. You're you're going to love it and i have put months and months of work into it so it's going to be worth it for everybody but that's going to do it for today's episode of the daily ding do not forget about the other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network we still have your favorite shows like back to back no dunks now the grand taco show tampering and house of strauss plus over a dozen team specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers so don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes and if you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck because you can get all of our podcasts ad-free plus some fantastic writing across all major sports, all for a super low price. You get 40% off of your subscription today. All you have to do is go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. That's theathletic.com slash daily ding. You never know when these promos end, so you better get there right now. Thank you for waking up with us. Waz, I want to go home. Ding-a-ling-a-ling, -a -ling, school bell-a-ring.